Welcome to Old School, Jane Huger, Ben Mankos with you guys. Obviously, as always, sponsored by ShopTYT.com, where you can find this shirt. It is not a cool shirt of Trump. It says, the swamp strikes back, okay? It's a cool shirt overall. The only downside, and this is, I get it, this is true of some of the shirts at ShopTYT.com. They still have Trump's face on it. It looks like a Trump shirt. Yeah, like he would wear it just because he didn't because he you know, can't, he doesn't he, understand. Right, doesn't understand. Right. He's never never heard of the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and he'd be like, oh yeah, the swamp. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that. And I look good there. Yeah, I look, I look I'm good. towering over the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very strong swamp. Um, so did you see that he said that the ocean was not that big? Not that no. big. No. <laughs> I mean, did you read the but the whole quote that whole thing? Yeah, Brett I mean, read it on air today. It was, I mean, it was one of his five dumbest, and that's you know, it's hard to crack that top five. Yeah. So I, I think we're gonna have to do a, a decent amount of um, politics today. One, I'm gonna be away the next couple of days from the Young Turks, uh, so and I got to get some stuff out. Uh, two, um, I just want to, um, and so, but before that, I'm gonna uh, do some fun stuff. Uh, but even before that, let me just finish the thought on shoptyt.com. Uh, we have a shirt. Anything before that? Uh, no, just th- just <laughs> that right now. Uh, of Trump doing like this, and it's like the Obama style hope thing, but it says grope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's very artistic. But I mean, you were uh, right. shitting all over our uh, merchandise last week. The problem with the grope shirt is it's tough to wear. Right? It's like really great art. Oh no, yeah, I right, but you can't. But it's tough to wear. Um, it's, it's and it's a good quality shirt too. So I don't know. I anyway, don't think you can. It's part of the problem. It's you know it's, uh, because we had the experience with the crazy person mm-hmm. who Jerome Corsi worked for. Jerome Corsi is a crazy person in the news now because of his. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, he's not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say I did something I didn't do. Great, good. Go to trial. Go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> see how that turns out. I'm not gonna lie. Too late. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, kind of why you're going to jail in the first place. So Jerome Corsi was like Washington correspondent for Infowars. Yeah, not a thing. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, I'm reminded of Alex Jones because Alex Jones antagonized us at the Republican and came by by saying, you know, why won't you wear this shirt? And he held up the Bill Clinton rape shirt. Yeah, instead right. of hope. Yeah, you can't wear that shirt, and I'm not sure you can wear grope either. Yeah, and I think rape is, you know, well, an order of magnitude worse. It is, but it is, uh, but, but yeah, the, but we are in the same. Playing field. Yeah, it's it's issue. Okay, uh, my dad. Um, Gripe, but don't really make any sense. But no, it, the original was dope. Mm, dope, like, that's good. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. The oceans are really big. No, they're not. Right. <laughs> right. But the problem was that dope also is a positive connotation. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. Soap. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But nope. I, nope. 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 Oh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pope. Nope, nope, no, that doesn't do it. Elope. Man, I thought I almost had that one. Okay, um, so my dad uh, is 81, uh, but he loves the internet. He, oh, by the way, you know what's not bad? One of these pictures. Mope. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> nice, yeah. Nice, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. All right, we'll get back to that song right. in a sec. Um, so my uh, dad sits down on my computer. He's uh, they're staying with me for uh, a little while, a couple of weeks, uh, and 
Every time he sits down and I got all my things tabs open and I'm reading that article, but I didn't get all the way through it. I'm making that bet, but I didn't get all the way through it, etc. right? And my dad comes in, he's gotta check his email, right? So he's like, X. Okay, now we reopen the browser and here we go. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. It's just it's so unnecessary, Yeah, you know? Yeah, but he doesn't know, right? So the other day I told him, like, dad, you see this little thing here? You click on that and it opens up a new page for you so you don't have to X out all the other pages. He's like, okay, that right. sounds good. I didn't know. I was like, okay, I gotta get a new page. X, we're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost like 28 different things I was in the middle of. Yeah, I, I don't wanna tell you your business, but there is a history on the browser mm -hmm. and all those pages can come back. Yeah, no, don't know that. <laughs> and who's gonna find that? I mean, who's yeah, like. Yeah, that could take you literally seconds. Yeah. Even you. No, but even me, like, I'd have to somehow find it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a guy who was kind of a little bit making fun of his dad for not knowing technology well. So I, uh, I'm reminded. A second of a, ago. I'm reminded of a story of a, a mutual friend of ours. Well, I can tell. I won't even tell the mutual frienders. It, it really doesn't have to do with the friend, it has to do with a house guest of the friend. Mm hmm. So the friend used to travel a lot, and the friend had dogs, and he would have people stay at his house. He never boarded his dogs. I don't either. So they would have somebody find somebody stay at the house, right? Mm -hmm. And they'd be gone, you know, a week, you know, and go see family back east or whatever. So, I was, you know, so Wendy's originally from Taiwan. My wife. Oh, so you don't meet you, yeah. And so I was trying to explain the concept of a house sitter to her just the other day. Right. She's like, no, that's not a thing. No, people don't go to sit in people's houses. It's not a like. No, they actually do. Okay. The Americans actually do. I, I mm -hmm. helped I, Ben house sure, sit right, in right, a right. helped you, you Ben. You stay right. You slept, <laughs> you slept at the house we were house sitting. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, no, no, not a thing. You made that up just now. <laughs> There's no way that somebody's like, oh, just come and sit my house. Right, mm -hmm. right. But it is actually a thing. It is a thing, and it happens a lot here in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, um, because. It, because people leave nice houses, and I think frequently people are like, "Great, I'll come." You know, it's like a little, it's like getting an Airbnb for no money, and a giant one, and frequently a giant one. Because yeah, nobody, no, nobody says, "Will you house sit my studio apartment?" So when we were house sitting, then we had no money at all. Uh, now we have shao shao money, but uh, but uh, it was it was a godsend. It was yeah. a, I mean, it was good, a really nice house in a nice area. Don't you think that there are probably people living in the given given you know what you pay people and yeah. the quality of your t-shirts uh, that there are people here at the Turks who would be like, yeah, you have a pool and you're oh, like, yeah, of course no, they, I mean like what I, I would do? even I gotta feed your cat. I can stay in your house for five days. So, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So when I was single and poor, which is the overwhelming majority of my life, uh, I uh, if you said to me, would you like to house it? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. What like it's like. It's hard to imagine a scenario where it's a no. Sure, you can imagine one, but you got to stretch a little bit, and it's a little, I'm yeah. a little incredulous about it. Uh, and even now, if I was single and like not the kids are out, whatever, right? And you you want a house sit? I'm at a seventy eight percent that that it's a yes. That's right. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's a different house. Different How house cool fun, is it right. to live in a different house for a week? Right, yeah. Right? Or as long as it's not too far away. But yeah, yeah, I mean, look, in a lot of the houses in LA are lovely. If uh, oh, oh, I have to sit in your lovely house watch, for a week. Watch your lovely TV. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. 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 I'll do yeah, it. That's right. awesome. I have to sit in your, I have a dad, can I swim in your pool? And Because the, they're always like, you know, house is yours. Yeah. Okay. No, Americans. so I always think, so when we always, when we have to travel and we're like, oh, if like the person who usually houses it for us can't do it, I always think, I just got to go to the Turks. I'll find somebody to take that house. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I live in Santa Monica. Somebody will stay in that house. Oh, you're looking for a house sitter. You've come to the right place. <laughs> come to the right place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so you wouldn't do it? Jacory, you wouldn't Oh, I see why. Okay. Never why? Because <laughs> he's black. Oh. Uh, and so, like, if you. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, because that's oddly, because that's why I wouldn't get Jacory to do it, also. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chikori, why why would no? If somebody's going to report him. He's totally right, right? Oh, there's no. It's okay. It's a young uh, African American yeah, my, uh, male. My, my, my neighbor would call the cops. Your neighbor would call the cops. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the story. What happened to Chikori in Santa Monica for riding a bicycle? Yeah. Which, admittedly, is a little dangerous. Okay. Um, the uh, was it a ten speed? Not even a ten speed. Okay, a one speed. The um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because it would. I now I now all I want to do is have Jacory uh, out sit. Yeah, uh, um, I don't, he's he's not going to take it. That that your neighbor would call the cops on him seven times over but under I, but seven. But I would I, I would alert the other neighbors because we have yeah, and they would right. and they would like you know yeah they'd stop no it. no she on day two. She'd make her fourth call. Also, like right now, what he's wearing, you know, he's because he's got, you know, you can't wear a hoodie for crying out loud. That's just, yeah. that's flat out dangerous. Yeah, I think you um, might be wearing a hoodie, but that's not dangerous. No, not me. What are you talking right. about? Mine's, <laughs> mine's cashmere. <laughs> um, the uh, so uh, so that neighbor who I, I I really don't like, you know, and uh, oh really? Yeah. That's controversial. But I mean, well, I mean, it's it's hard to maintain rancor at your, I mean, you know, at your neighbor, you know. Mm -hmm. But she she called the cops on a uh, uh, on a black kid selling magazines, right? And they came, and I had to you know explain to them that he's just knocking on doors selling magazines. It's not a threat. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, um, I ran down the street when I realized. Why did it? Did they have Weekly Standard? Because that might be a threat. <laughs> so, but uh, I think she, was, she would love the Weekly Standard. Um, but uh, no, it occurred to me. I said, you know, I was rushing. I was rushing to come here. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, you know, I got I got to go. I don't have time. I don't want to buy any magazines, man. <laughs> like I appreciate yeah, what you're doing, yeah. but I got no interest. In it. And then I go upstairs. I've told the story before, but then I go upstairs and I'm like, he's gonna go next door, right? Mm -hmm, Shit, mm -hmm. right? So I mm -hmm. run outside, and sure enough, she's yelling at him and call the cops. And he's like, you know, hey, uh, okay, whatever, you know. Jesus. He, he, he's you know, he's like, go ahead. I don't care. I'm not doing anything wrong. And then he goes down. By the time the cops come, and then I left. To come here, and then I turned around, and came back, and that's when I ran down the street to uh, to mm -hmm. just like say to the cops, "Hey, I just want to make clear: the person who called this in is a lunatic." Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, they they still they ran their thing. You know, they were nice. They were, but still, he got held up for you know eighteen minutes of conversation, um, and nobody bought the Weekly Standard. Um, but so a couple days ago, I get out of my car, and she says, um, "I need your help. I need your help." She's mm -hmm. German. Ah, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So I go and I help her, uh, and she says she has called AAA because she has uh, lost her keys in the car. Mm hmm. Called AAA. <laughs> okay, but uh, oh, I have to confess, I don't know. I'm not sure what I would do. Wouldn't you? You'd find the keys. They're in the car. She fell them. She they fell out of her purse. Oh, the car's not locked. No, no. All the doors, <laughs> <laughs> all the doors are open. Yeah. Weird that that's the same person dumb enough to be racist. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, I'll, I'll. Uh, she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, 
have you, have you looked under the seats? <laughs> and she says, um, I can't find them. You know, and I, I'm trying not to do her accent, but it's strong, her accent. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, she didn't really know how to move her seats up and forward. Guess what kind of car she drives? Uh, uh I don't know, she's German, Mercedes. She drives a Mercedes, um, and uh, and she doesn't uh, she didn't know how to move the seats up and back. Yeah. So I moved the seats up and back, and I was going to surprise you. I found her keys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? And uh, she. Uh, are, and, wait, did you once work at AAA? <laughs> and she brought me a, a today or the day this happened two days ago, and then yesterday, uh, sitting in front of our door was a uh, from Trader Joe's some black truffles. Mm-hmm. Black. Truffles. Mm. I think I think the word I'm looking for is chocolate truffles. <laughs> um, oh, that's uh, funny. But I, I think I feel like there was they were the word black was on there. No, but no, it's probably dark chocolate though. <laughs> totally. She, so she gave me some chocolate truffles, which are delicious. But like, so it's really hard not to be because you're, you're like, oh, that was nice of her, even though. Oh yeah, right. She's racist. Yeah, know? yeah. And she has fought with uh, every. Oh, so are the our other neighbors across the street the. Uh, so the people across the street from us, we live on a little side street, a beautiful street. Um, but the people across the street have no sidewalk. There's only one sidewalk on our side of the street. Mm -hmm. So, And you can't park on that side of the street. So people park in front of our house, whatever. There's mm -hmm. ample parking in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. She complains when somebody takes her space. It's not her space. That's, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's not, not a thing. Her, but she has scared everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood. I don't do it. My wife doesn't do it. Nobody does it. Uh, and she comes out and yells at whoever parks in her space. But anyway, so uh, our neighbors, who we like very much, they have three children, and their uh, their teenage boy is like I don't know, 13 or 14 or something. And uh, he has a bike, and you can't really leave the bike in front of their house. He shouldn't. He should put it in the driveway, but he's 13. And so I guess he left his bike. She's also incensed because of these new bikes, the the the, you know, the the bird the, the bird bikes yeah the yeah. red bikes they're around now oh um, I haven't even seen them yeah red they got bikes. bikes now I don't know if they're bird bikes but it's the same exact concept as mm -hmm. the scooters as you get a red bike um, but he left his bike there so in front of her house directly across the street from their house it's on the sidewalk mm -hmm. in front of her house it blocks nothing but she considers that some sort of mm -hmm. um, so she hid it. <laughs> and then, so in essence, to teach them a lesson, she stole their She uh, stole the kids' property. bike, so they're looking for it, and then, and they're all looking for it, and they're yelling at her, like, Monica, tell us where the bike is. And she's like, he left it in front of my house, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, and she's telling my wife and I the story as if, like, she's the hero of this story. Yeah. You know, and we're like, you know. Now, the only good part of the story is our neighbors are white. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. That's the only, and he's blonde. Like, the kid is the kind of kid she should like. Okay. Yeah. Did she ever reveal where the bike is, or she still has it yeah, tied up in the basement? Yeah, eventually they found it. I mean, she didn't like push it, like bury it underground, like right. it was just hidden behind some. Bushes. Like she only yeah. does it with bikes, not kids, yeah. right? But he was going to go to school. He was riding his bike to school. Yeah. <laughs> so she told me her dad in the World War because her her dad was fought in World War Two, and she she told me her dad was a, a, a pay clerk, paymaster, mm -hmm. which I figure everyone who was a Nazi during the war if their kids are alive. They're like, oh, he didn't fight. He was just, he just paid. He was like a cook or a paymaster. Yeah, a paymaster doesn't sound that great. 
No, <laughs> no, like yeah. I would have gone with Cook. Yeah. Like Cook, okay, all right. I just feel like everybody's dad was a paymaster or a cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't really want to run the numbers back then. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> uh, but apparently not many lessons learned. Anyway, so if I was you, I'm not sure I would have done the key thing, but I'm darker than you. So, like, if. How do you say, like, no in that moment? Like, I know, I know. No, no, no. I like because, like, if I go into her car and then I'm looking for the keys and then she calls the cops and then. I'm like, oh, here are the keys. She's like, see, there he is. He's got my keys. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and then you're, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I have a neighbor that I've now told this a couple of times who has a QAnon sticker on their bumper sticker on their car. Uh, but I don't talk to that neighbor because I'm not interested in that conversation. Right, uh, right, right. There's, That's a woman. Uh, I'm not sure who it is. Um, and so, I, I, but there's no, that conversation cannot end in a positive way because either it goes down the rabbit no. hole and it's a terrible idea, or I like her, but she's insane. No, and so rather, that's not great either. I'd rather, I think I'd almost rather have the uh, racist Nazi as opposed to the equal opportunity Nazi. I'd almost rather have the racist Nazi as a neighbor than, the, oh, I'm doing this as I literally, as oh, I told Oh, that's so funny. Um, uh, yeah. The uh, racist Nazi as I, then, then some QAnon. Uh -huh. Because the racist Nazi, like you see them coming from the front. You did. She yeah. she grew up in uh, uh, East Berlin, so she grew up behind the red curtain. She came over, so she, you know, I think some of her, 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 at least political views come from being so stridently anti-communist, hmm. right? So she's hmm. a big right winger, but okay, that doesn't excuse. It. The, that does not excuse the racism or any. It doesn't yeah. explain the racism. But, no, no. But the QAnon is so. I just know how to. I could deal with that as opposed to dealing with the what is going to be the absolute lunacy of the QAnon. Yeah, like you get like we're familiar with the rationale of racists, right? And whereas I we're unfamiliar with the rationale or lack thereof of the conspiracy theorists. Like like okay, the racist does the, it like might not like me because I was born into a Muslim family or I'm brown or whatever. Like I get it, right? Whereas QAnon is like, oh, you were walking with your left foot first. Right, that's right. So that's that right. must mean that well, I am in mortal danger and must act now. And you're like, boo, I don't know what just happened and why are we having this conversation, right? That's right. So on the other hand, I love my other neighbors. Um, I love Mark from Louisiana. He's such a character, man. Uh, he's the one that if you're coming for me, he's coming for you. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, he has an array of weaponry in his house. Oh, <laughs> and he has a dog that is clearly too dangerous. Okay, and and there's talk in the neighborhood of that dog should never see the light of day. Okay, and so like, and Mark is always watching. And so if you're like, oh yeah, you agree, he doesn't have a gun, he doesn't have anything, okay, no problem. Mark's the last thing you're ever gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells great stories in his hilarious Louisiana accent, and he converted to Judaism, okay? And so his wife is Jewish, okay? Right, she did okay. it for marriage, all right. Right, all right. And, and so. <laughs> So, uh, and and for the record, Ben, like if all any of you are unfamiliar, Ben is Jewish, so he's allowed to say that. Okay, or he's allowed to make that facial expression. Well, real quick, my wife offered to to convert to Judaism both before we got married and then after we got married, so that Joe, you know, she's Italian 
from Jersey, so she's basically already Jewish. Right, um, right. And she, uh, because she wanted our daughter, you know, that like no ambiguity, we're just, yeah. we'd just be Jewish. And I told, I was like, uh, I don't know if you understand. We'll, I'll divorce you instantly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and Dave yeah. Kohler yeah. Uh, told his wife too, like, "Don't, don't. That's no, ridiculous. No, that's ridiculous." And right. she's like, "Yeah, not buying it." And she did it. Oh, she did it. Anyway. And he's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. great." <laughs> so, yeah, and I met a Jewish family that had converted from Judaism to Islam, and my reaction was. Yeah, right, totally. I just <laughs> right. It's not because it's bad to convert to Judaism or Islam. It's like the conversion. Like, why? What are you doing? You're like, you're, you're, you're a grown, uh, sentient person. There's right. only one conversion that's acceptable, and that's the atheism, right? Like, yeah. or yeah, like you know, hey, I read the books. Turns out they don't make sense. There is the there is the nonsensical conversion to appease parents for mm -hmm. a couple that's in love. Right, mm -hmm. like I don't believe it. I'm not asking you to. It's crazy. You don't believe it. Let's just do it, mm -hmm. and then my parents will be happy, and we like them, even though that's a crazy part of them. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. I'll mm -hmm. buy that. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the problem is, of course, the zeal of the converted. The the family that I knew that converted to Islam, they're wonderful people because people who convert are in two categories. Right, one is mm, QAnon. Like right, yeah. not interested in having a conversation because they read the Quran was like, oh. Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that right. part where they're against the people that are not the people of the book. Right. And they're in a dangerous tribe, I like it, <laughs> right? That part made sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that, and then there's the people who are like, oh, my God, have you seen how wonderful uh, Muslims are to the poor. Have you read the part of the Quran mm -hmm. where they say, you know, you have to give so much to the poor, or you know, the Old Testament? Good luck finding that part in the Old Testament. But yeah, it, I think it exists somewhere. Certainly in the New Testament, right? right? And well, okay, those are wonderful people. I don't yeah. agree with them, but I got you. you know, but like, no, if you if you if you find something that is your calling, and then you want to dedicate your life to helping others, and you found that in the religious texts. Obviously, we yeah. deserve nothing but an embrace. But nonetheless, we're not going to be able to hang out on Sundays and talk football. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because and you know what happened? A friend of mine was getting married. I don't mean because they'll go to they're going to think just that you don't care about stuff that I care about. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I don't mean, care about helping people need help. Yeah, no, I, no. To be fair, I converted too. I converted to the Rams. Right. <laughs> I got a Rams hat. Right, right. I live they're in, in L.A. now. You I got, predicted got a, that they would be good. You got they a medal on them for the season. Yeah, yeah and right. I got Jared Goff now, my fantasy football team. That's a conversion you can live with. I can live with that conversion. <laughs> and right. I always like growing up, they were my fourth favorite team, so that's okay. You can't argue. I never liked them in St. Louis because it was wrong. It was wrong. But uh, Everybody knew it. They were my second favorite team. They were my dad and brothers. Oh, they were. Oh, okay, they, they were, were my fourth. They were my dad and brother's favorite team because they, they grew up here. So okay. the Rams were always a big deal in our house. Okay, we're gonna go back to the conversion because there is a funny story in there for in a sec. But uh, can we talk? I believe the limit on number of favorite teams is no. actually four. No, it's not four. Okay, you know how I know it's not because you just said they were my fourth favorite team, and I wanted to laugh at you. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, no. You have the correct position. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not an unreasonable person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're allowed a second favorite team. Third, you're really pushing it. You're allowed to. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's you're pushing it. Yeah, it. Yeah. But here's what you're definitely, <laughs> definitely, and I, every American can agree to this, I'm not allowed. A fifth favorite team. I, I think that standard <laughs> applies at four. Yeah, yeah. You think so? I think that laughter yeah. comes in at four. No, here's my counter argument. <laughs> Are you gonna tell me why? 
Let me tell you why. Okay, so okay, Steelers my favorite team. Everybody gets it. I'm an American. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, Chargers. Come on, Dan Fouts, Eric Coriel. Okay, right, fun games. Yeah, right. Okay, and, so and fun games are not just fun games. This is really relevant for people who grow up back east. Late games. Like uh -huh. They were on late. Steelers mm -hmm. weren't playing anymore. Right. Yeah. So that's what you watched. They were cool. And like the Rams, the, the helmets were just fantastic. But that's where I was going to go. And so this is not going to help my case at all, but I'm going to keep it real with you. Mm -hmm. I just like the, like, one, the colors, okay, of, of the all four teams. And two, just like the person, I was like, and anything that was like cool about them. So my third favorite team. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Now this is getting unbearable for Ben and all of you, but was the was the Vikings super cool helmets? They're the Vikings. They blow the horns. And I'm gonna disagree on super cool helmets. I think so. I think so. I love their outfits. They're purple. It's lovely. I mean, I love their outfits. And and they were the purple people eaters. Come on, the purple beetle people eaters are awesome. I think you have to draw a distinction between liking a team. Like, yeah, I got no animosity toward the Vikings. I sort of like the Vikings. Like that. Yeah, you can say that about twelve teams. Like, there's not like you can. You don't have to hate everybody or be indifferent. I, no, I, I don't hate the other twenty eight. I teams. sort of like the Packers, right? Because yeah. they're old. They're an old school team, and I like. I sort of yeah. like. Yeah, and I sort of like the Browns for the same reason. I sort of want them to come back and win, and you know. Right, and I, and I think those helmets are cool. Oh, the Browns! And I think those gross. colors are cool. Huh. Yeah, no, I'm super anti-Browns. Um, oh, I've had a good run, and I sort of like the Steelers because of the actually one I don't know liberal, but one non-lunatic owner in the NFL. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. I think they're liberal. Yeah, I, mean, I think the Rooneys have always been. They, but they've supported Republicans too. But they're not. They're they're a, they're okay. They're and, yeah. and on the standard of. Sports owners, they're the they're the they're Eugene right. Debs of sports owners. <laughs> Eugene Debs. Um, I was gonna go with Trotsky, but yeah, Debs sure. is better. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, so I always like the Steelers and the Packers. I think the league is better when those teams are good. I hate the Cowboys, but I also think it's better when the Cowboys are good. I take no a season where the Cowboys go five and eleven way less interesting than a season when the Cowboys are eleven and five. Agreed. Uh, I I hate the Cowboys too. As any decent American should, or at least half Americans should, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but yeah, all right, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just calling it the wrong thing. But they, but I like the Vikings and I like the Rams. Yeah, I've always sure, liked yeah, the Vikings yeah. and the Rams. I really only cared about the Skins and the Rams growing up. Now I really don't care about anybody. I mean, I, I want to like the Rams, but I gave up. I also, you know, I, I, I the Chargers. I can't help it. I see the Chargers had incredibly cool blue helmets, and then they went to their old school incredibly white helmets, and those were equally as cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. They're the <laughs> <laughs> that is a that's an excellent point. It's a okay. great no, but it is because yeah. almost all the changes. It's been, it's been now eleven minutes since Anna listened. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, the changes are in in uniforms are bad eighty percent of the time, right. and good twenty percent of the time, or or eighteen percent of the time. But only two percent of the time are they equally good. That's right. I mean, right. No, I mean, I'm not sure it's been only one time that a team has changed its uniforms to an equally good uniform. Yeah, you know, the other day, I, the Broncos. I mean, the Rams did because the Rams are now going back to their, their uniform before you came to this land, to the white helmets and the white and blue rather than the gold and yellow. Like they're gonna have, yeah. they're gonna be white. 
And I think those are awesome, and so were the gold and yellow. Yes, yeah. the, but the St. Louis years, they were dark years. St. Louis, they had no business having the Rams. It was, it's an outrage. I mean, it's just, also the Chargers, the Los Angeles having the Chargers, also an outrage. Yeah, and it was gratuitous. It was yeah. just needless. But anyways, all right, enough on that. Um, um, Anna's thing, no, no, is it? <laughs> um, anyway, look, the Broncos, I said they were in their old uh, uniforms, mm -hmm, uh, the, and which okay. is great. But their new uniforms are not bad, so okay. I think they're bad. I think yeah. they're bad, but that's a reasonable people can disagree. But it, the worst change, I've got one last thing. Worst change is the Milwaukee Brewers. They went from a super fun, uh, cool mm -hmm. uh, logo outfit, etc. cetera. I mean the ball and the glove. The ball and the glove mm -hmm. to no, like boring, irrelevant, blah. Well, who's done the exact same thing? The precise same thing has been done by the San Diego Padres. Yeah. They have. Yeah, you saw right. the Padres and you were like, that's the Padres. Yes, that's, that's the, the Padres. Padres. That's right. the Brewers. That now like, the Padres wear blue uniforms, blue and gray. What, who what who, the, who what are the, you? I mean, I liked the Padres. Now I don't, and that's solely because they changed their office. See, aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. That I was, I like the Vikings because I like their uniforms. I like the Rams because I like their uniforms. It turns out, and by the way, the other teams that I like. I don't believe I used the phrase the Padres are my fourth favorite team. <laughs> okay. By the way, the Padres were my. Third favorite team yeah, in I like, baseball. I, I do. I still like the Padres. But, and the but, Brewers were my fourth favorite team. But when the Padres wear their throwback uniforms, I'm like, that's beautiful. That is a beautiful, goofy, awful uniform. But God bless. I want a Padre. No. It's very hard to find. All I want, I want a brown Padre hat with a yellow. Oh, I would love to get the old old Brewers hat. Yeah, I, yeah, see yeah. I have an old Brewers hat. I do, I do yeah. have an old Brewers I just like to say one final thing from my point of view about the, the outfits. Um, I think we can agree. I think we can reach an agreement that the Worst uniform, and therefore the worst uniform change, to me, in the history of, of, of outfits, not just sports outfits, but outfits, people getting dressed for work, everything. Uh, uh, what the Cincinnati Bengals did was a, is an affront to mm -hmm. humanity. That the Bengal stripe on the helmet, I mean, and they ha they haven't because they're so cheap, they haven't changed it. One thing I loved about the old Bengals is they had a helmet, and it said. Bengals, right? <laughs> you know, and I was like, and they had no stripe, which I was like, boldness uh, of no stripe, and, uh -huh. you know, and I was like, I like that, Bengals, because it's, it's even it's too big, right? You but can, it was them, it was you, it was the Bengals, it's what they did, and now they have the, it. Just they changed it like in the eight, late eighties, and it's just they've stuck for thirty years with the dumbest change, dumbest uniform change ever. It's the Bengals. Way to bungle up yeah, yeah, they, they bungle their uniforms as well. So By the way, the right. Patriots uniform change also not good. I mean, the old school mm, Patriots. No, I got them in the same category as the Broncos. Maybe even better. The old school ones were great, but the new school ones are pretty cool. Uh, on the other hand, oh, you're going to agree with me. Oh, this show. I guarantee you that Ben is going to agree. I have, with a, I, have a, I have an addendum to my Bengals. Okay, thing, ready? Mm -hmm. um, the Buccaneers. The old Buccaneers, come on. The old Buccaneers were good. The new Buccaneers is the worst thing ever. When they yes, first, when they the first old Buccaneers were great. When they the first guy with the thing. Right, but it, that reminded me of the Patriots. Like, uh -huh. it was just this, you know, it was this, again, this sort of noble, patriotic American snapping a football. Like, he didn't even, you know, look like a football player from 1912, you know? Right. Uh, but the, to me, more than the Bengals change, the change that gets me more is the Bills. The Bills, again, took something totally fun. And then ruined it by making the bill, the the buff, the bill, or the excuse me, the buffalo appear to 
run. You know, they made a moving and a line going through it. And the great thing about the old Bills uniform, OJ's Bills, right, was that it was a <laughs> it was a sports team with a big, fat, sedentary animal as its as its mm-hmm. uh, motto, or not as its motto, as its uh, you know as its uh, whatever logo. Logo. Thank you. And uh, and that Bill just standing there, like I'm not running. <laughs> Why would I run? Yeah. The grass is right here. <laughs> or that buffalo, yeah. Yeah. Um, you think I'm going to come to get you, but I'm actually not. You're right. going to have to come get me. Yeah. You know, when we don't make the playoffs, we stand around. You run past us. <laughs> well, know? they yeah. did in four Super Bowls. Um, but by then, they changed. And they, yeah. By then, they'd ruined it. All right. I, I, think, we, I think we've sufficiently you covered think? that. All right. Okay. Uh, so... And of course, you know, there's no way I'm going to remember what we were talking about earlier, where there was some sort of fun story. Um, but I, I, well, I would like to say one more thing about my neighbor. I bring it back to that, which will get us in talking about some can lead, at least lead us to Trump because it's what we're talking about. Uh, so she uh, obviously I host movies on TCM, and we ran a, a movie called uh, Operation Eichmann, which, like Operation Finale, which came out this year, was about the. Israeli agents hunt for Adolf Eichmann. And so she says in her German accent, I saw Operation Eichmann movie last night. Did you? And then I. What a sad movie. Why they were chasing him. (laughs) (laughs) Leave him be. Uh, She said uh, that, uh, she's like, you know, Eichmann was Jewish. Right? Oh, God. Right. So, right. And we're in the yard. I'm getting out of my car. This was, well, whenever we ran the movie, you could figure out. So it was like within the last three months, though, definitely. I think, and uh, and you would have appreciated my response, which was no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I looked it up online. I go, you know, and then I backpedal. I'm like, you know, I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm not an Eichmann expert, but I'm pretty sure that piece of trivia would have found its way to me in my uh, 51 yeah. years on, yeah, on, yeah. on this life because it's pretty interesting, right. right? So I go home, I get out my iPad, and I Google was Eichmann Jewish, and you know, essentially, I forget where it is. I'm not going to do it again because it'll take me too long. But I found an article that said he was, but it took me, I mean, how hard she searched or what her, how, like, and it was like 4chan, right? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like, it was yeah, some crazy lunacy site about his parents and therefore, da, 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 da. Uh, all obviously nonsense, no mainstream historical site whatsoever. It took me 14 minutes to find something that you find on Google where you would be like, Look at it, and so I just think it's crazy. So she found it, read it, like that's what she believes. That's her world. So she went to some site, maybe it's Alice Jones, who knows, right? Some crazy thing that led her to this crazy article that Eichmann was Jewish. Okay, I remember now, just the nick of time. So the family that had converted to Islam, their their daughter is getting married to a friend of mine. We go, and um, so uh, she. Uh, and so they have an imam come to do the ceremony in their house. And we're Turkish, and they're also Turkish, but um, they were Turkish Jews that went to, and, and, and I'm like, imam? I've never seen an imam at a wedding in my life, right? At a Turkish wedding or anything, right? Uh, and so then the imam says, hold, we're done with uh, the YouTube portion of this. So they're not even going to know what the alarm said. No, but they can if they become members. tyt.com slash join. Membership mm. has its privileges. Tragedy. Sorry. What did the imam say? <laughs> uh, okay. The imam says, um, 
And a mom and a rabbi walk into a bar. <laughs> yeah. And your mom says, <laughs> He says, So where's the dowry? And my friend's like, Come again? Mm-hmm. What what do you mean? The well, friend who converted. No, the friend, my friend, who is not religious. Okay, yeah. In fact, he's an atheist. He's the first one that told me life is not linear, it's a circle. And I was like, whoa. Okay. So, because um, I was saying, well, then. What's before God, right? And he's like, get this, what if it's not a line? Okay. The depth to which I'm so glad I wasn't there that day is indescri- <laughs> indescribable. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what if it's not a line? I am gonna get a drink. <laughs> Can I get you guys something? Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring you any drink you want as long as you promise me by the time I return, you're talking about something else. <laughs> um, I feel like Shekels would like that conversation. Uh, Anyways, um, so uh, he's like, "What do you mean dowry? I don't have a dowry. What is? What are you talking about? What is? What is this?" And she, and and the other family was like, "Well, you know, we are Muslim." It's like, no, you're not. You were Jews like five minutes ago. (laughs) Okay, what what do you? Why do we? Why do we want? This is crazy. All right, and then okay, fine. Here's the dowry. The dowry is 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 a six pack of Swiss Miss vanilla like pudding. And he tried that, and he's like, and not even like something that absurd, but like went and found something relatively valuable from among his family that were there, and Mm -hmm. he's like, no, not good enough. Who said no, not good enough? Imam, the imam. So that we paused the ceremony, and they had to go and like look for. And purchase and come back with a significant enough dowry, and it took forever. It was and so. And can they just get? They can give it back afterwards once the imam has gone back to the imam house or whatever. <laughs> I, can, I hope they kept the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. It's a crazy story. I'm picturing what does an imam house look like? <laughs> anyway, uh, so hence, uh, be careful about the converted. I mean, those were the loveliest converted people you've ever met in your life. And still, there's always something a little wacky, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, I could see, I mean, look, there obviously, you know, we were harsh, and I'm sure there are exceptions. And if people who convert to things that aren't, and then they aren't serious about it or aren't fully committed to it, like I could see someone who was deeply religious deciding they didn't want to be religious anymore, but missing the structure of organized religion. Right, because mm-hmm. it gave them some structure, so they convert to become a Unitarian or a non-denominational Christian. I mean, I suppose you could just declare it, and you don't have to go through a process. But I could see someone, and I could see, and I here's, and there's a surprising exception. I think you'll agree with this for Buddhists. Hmm. Oh yeah, like, you, like you, you, no, yeah, totally right. Yeah, you can you convert, convert to, to Buddhism. That's yeah. totally fine. That just means that just means you're a hippie. It just means you're, you're you're a hippie. You're chill. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, so. Now, is it true across the world? Of course not, and we're largely kidding around mainly. <laughs> uh, but like, so the Buddhists are unfortunately doing terrible things in Myanmar to the Muslims. Yeah, we're talking about Americans. Right, but <laughs> but it, that's what I was gonna get to. But if if you're in America yeah, yeah. and you convert to Buddhism, that means you're looking for, you're trying to find peace. Yeah, you're trying to find peace and that helps you get there. And that, that's yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, there is, there are fun, serious fundamentalist Buddhists in the world, but in America, almost none, like there's not, like I converted to Buddhism because uh, I was looking to do some violence. It's not a sentence that's been no, spoken no, in America. Right, that's right. That's right. Right. Like you know what? I, the, all the other religions are bullshit. It's time to get them back. I'm I'm becoming a Buddhist. Right. Right. Not usually spoken here. I had a conversation with a friend of mine today, a Republican, and we we're talking about you know what to do at the border, and I was like, ah, nothing. 
You know, <laughs> <laughs> that'll drive them crazy. Yeah, I mean, whatever. If you catch people crossing, detain them. Yeah, I, yeah. I got you. You know, yeah. and then if they're acting for asylum, process them. Yeah, and then we're done. And you should probably speed that process up. But I'm not going to worry about that right now. Yeah. We have other concerns. He said, "What about if people get here illegally and they try to vote?" And I go, "They don't." Yeah, they just don't. They That's just, just don't, not they a thing. Don't, they just, just don't not do true. it. I mean, and if they do, 61 of them do. In the whole country, out of yeah, nine, but that's not even like one hundred twenty million. It's not a thing. It's one hundred percent not sixty-one. It, like right, the, the, there was a study out of like yeah, right. a billion votes. Uh, there was thirty-one uh, cases of voter fraud, and they yeah. were not illegal. And they weren't right. They were, and right. most of them were like Republicans tried to vote twice. But yeah, even that's irrelevant. And, and by the way, it's because they were so. Amped up, and they, they're like, I'm gonna counter the undocumented right, immigrants right, voting twice by, voting. by me voting twice, and then they get caught because they're stupid, right? Yeah, I mean, it's right, it's and so, yeah, so that it is, but it's great. I mean, it's because it's what I want to do most of the time. You know, it's the advice I give my wife most of the time, you know, when she says, you know, I don't know, what should we do? Nothing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> See, that's an interesting. Maybe that. So that maybe that's a good segue to my uh, political conversation. And say, so first, just to finish that thought, Ocasio Cortez had a great tweet, and I was like, why didn't anybody else think of that? Uh, she said, um, uh, instead of sending five thousand troops, what if we had sent five thousand uh, people to process the asylum seekers quicker? Mm-hmm. Right, and then. Hey, we would have processed them and we would have sent most back because mm-hmm. most fail, mm-hmm. right? right? Right. And then. It's a high bar. To yeah, it's a that. very high bar, right? And then we'd be done. And we'd have saved all that tear gas. And yeah, and we would have saved money, by the way. And and we would have saved, uh, you know, all the headache. Yeah. Ah, it's did so you, frustrating how wrong people are. Did you see Geraldo Rivera's thing? Yep, yep. Um, I mean, you know, I don't want to praise Geraldo, but it was particularly, uh, he was. Um, he was very emotional. No. Yeah, I saw it, but I, I, as I said on the show earlier today, it was the last story we did. I only give him half credit because he's a conservative. He cares about that because it affects him. That's right. That's a good point. Right? You know, but when you get outside of his identity, back to being right, a conservative. it's no different than Rob Portman's conversion on gay marriage. Like my yeah. son's gay. It was Rob Portman. I hope it was. Rob yeah, Portman. it was. It was. Uh, Rob Portman's like, oh, it turns out my son's gay. Maybe we should rethink this. Like, hey man, there were you. You didn't. It didn't dawn on you that. People had gay sons before. Yeah. Now you took your son being gay to decide that maybe they deserve rights. Yeah. Um, so, no, totally right. That's right. It's so somehow because it affected him. Conservatives yeah. weird. Let me just say this because it, this relates to it. I was listening. I had two things I want to talk about today. This is tonight. One. This is one of them. So uh, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> I sort of I've gone so full circle on Chris Cuomo to where I, can I guess you like him now. I sort of like him now. Yeah, I knew it. Right. I know. There's something about him that's a little that's there, likable. There's something about him that's likable, and he has sort of found a voice in broadcasting. And I just, you know, I, I, some of these people I like or dislike for purely broadcasting reasons, because that's the job I think that I have, and I and I like people who do it well and with mm-hmm. a style and are, and don't seem like everybody else. And for a long time, he seemed. He was sort of, to me, the definition of being like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And now somehow there's a little something Chris Cuomo esque about now it. Now there is. Yeah. Ida Rodriguez talked about it on the show. Oh, she did. Oh, that's yeah, and uh, um, she said he has a certain vulnerability on yeah, it. Yeah, something is going on. But anyway, yeah. so he's got a show on POTUS, and I know Anna makes fun of me because I like listening to POTUS Radio. But POTUS Radio, to me, in many of those shows, and the press pool with Julie Mason and this now this uh, Chris Cuomo show, if you want to know what the establishment is thinking. You can find it in that show usually within four minutes, 
right? I mean, mm-hmm. it is perfect for that. And so you're in the cool. car, right? You're saying Cuomo show? Cuomo show also. You yeah. know, I mean, that's true still of Chris Cuomo, right? He mm-hmm. is very representative of the establishment mm-hmm. in the sense that the establishment that's mad at Trump but doesn't mm-hmm. want to rock the boat too much, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, I think he's, there's some talent there. and I, I But anyway, so, but his show is called uh, Get After It with Chris Cuomo. That's the name of his radio show? Yeah. yeah. That's so, But that's the vulnerability because so, that's so... It's so hokey. It's so, but, yeah. but then when he says, like, so I just laugh every time he says, you know, he says, so we got some more to talk about after the break, and uh, uh, we'll do it when we get after it. <laughs> you know, right, and you can't help it. You have to, you, yeah. yeah, you can't help but laugh. You know who's not going to get after it? A buffalo. That's right. <laughs> Buffalo's going to be like, oh, look at this. They're getting after it. You want something to eat? Yeah. Um, the, uh, so he has on the show, so this woman calls in. So nice, and I believed this woman. This sounded authentic. She goes, "Look, I'm a Republican." She sounded like she was in her fifties or sixties. She goes, and she said, "I'm a, in a certain demographic, and I'm a Republican because I think government needs to be smaller, and I think taxpayer money is wasted on a lot of silly programs, and I think we ought to give more money back to the people, and that means I'm just going to vote for Republicans." She said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just. And that puts me in a difficult spot, she said, because Donald, and then she essentially said, because Donald Trump is awful. Mm-hmm. Everything they say about him, she said, I think you're very fair. Not everybody's fair, but I think she said, I think you're very fair. And everything people say about him is true. He's, he's uh, you know, mean, and he doesn't seem bright, and he's cruel, and he belittles people. And no one in my party is doing anything about it or is contributing in a meaningful way. I was like, oh, this is an interesting thing. She goes, but I'm a Republican. And I want to continue to vote Republican, and I don't know what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. uh, and so, what did he say? We'll get after it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the compliments." And then he goes, you know, "But I disagree with you. I think there are a lot of people in your party who are, you know, or, or you know, uh, interested in big ideas and want to and want to contribute and are challenging Trump." Yeah, that's not right. true. But again, that was like a, so you want to know what the establishment, that's an establishment thing yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, uh-uh, we are, we are, we are both siding this? No, play. And so I wanted her to say, which I just kept yelling at the radio, so that's why I was driving here. Name three. Yeah. Like, just quick, go ahead. You Name know, three. Because you know what he, who one of them would have been, without doubt? Uh, Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake would have been the first person he said. No question, Jeff Flake. Yeah, you know, that's the famous thing, famous, it's not at all famous. It's famous only in my life and only to me, but that one of the segments that got me in trouble at MSNBC and led to me eventually parting was when, um, uh, and that relates to one of the political topics I wanna talk about today, uh, where uh, I had a guest on uh, and he was a good writer and stuff, but we got into a little bit of a disagreement about uh, how progressive the uh, Democratic Party is. It's a normal political disagreement, nothing wrong with it, wasn't hostile or anything like that. And I and and uh, I said, really, name three. When he said, uh, "There's great progressives in the Democratic Party." Now that's a bold thing to do. You remember this story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this because he you could name three, right? Even mm-hmm. back then, right. uh, yeah, sure. In 2010, 2011, uh, and he's like uh, Henry Waxman. I'm like, oh, okay, I will give it to you, right? Right? And he Generous. he actually said Ed Markey first. I was like, Ed Markey, that is a good progressive. Right, yeah. Okay, Henry Waxman. Yeah, fine, I'll give it to you, okay? Uh, and he's like, Chuck Schumer. I was like, okay, yeah, I knew it. I knew it, right? Couldn't, you couldn't, you, you right. couldn't do it, you couldn't do it. You couldn't name three, right? Mm-hmm. So Jeff Flake, yeah, that's the first one he would have definitely named. Been like, what do you mean? He votes with Trump 99% of the time. 
and has made no bold moves, and his one bold move was to buy Brett Kavanaugh political cover. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I don't think that was his intent, but that's what he did. Yeah. So, um, okay, but look, so here I am again uh, now for, I don't know, third time, whatever, right? Am I the one that took the crazy pill? So, I, I, I can't stand see, look at that shot of you right there. The, the mm -hmm. all we see is Trump. It's like Trump would love this T-shirt. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, Ugh, like, what are you do? <laughs> right. okay. it's my empire. Yeah. Um, so for the third time, for the, like, so I, I think the Democrats, the corporate Democrats, which is the overwhelming majority of them, established Democrats, whatever you want to call them, I think they're useless. Uh, I and and. And people disagree. They they think no, they're going to bring incremental change, and everything's going to be great. And and you're uh, being a divisive force, uh, and that you're not helping, you're hurting. Uh, when we need to unite and support them. And so today, um, Hakeem Jeffries beat out Barbara Lee for caucus chair. That was Joe Crowley's old seat, uh, old position. And Barbara Lee's a wonderful progressive, uh, and she's been there a long time and been on the right side for a long time. And brave and 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 has been right all along. Uh, I mean, look, she sole vote against the authorization of military force in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, but no, but it, this is why she voted against it because it wasn't just Afghanistan. And she warned they'll use this in other countries. We've used it in twenty countries. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was a hundred percent right, which Washington hates. Um, so. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, people are like, oh, he's Cenk, Why are you so mad? He's a wonderful progressive. No, he's not. No, he's not. So, look, the one part I know you'll agree with, then the other parts we, you know, I'm curious what you think. I don't know anything about Hakeem Jeffries. No, that's okay. I didn't until recently either, right? So, because like there wasn't anything to know about Democratic Party. They never did anything. So, like, why would you bother learning anything to, about any Democrats? They're useless. So well, I'm not sure I would. That, I'm not sure that would explain why, in my point of view, why I don't know anything about Hakeem <laughs> Jeffries. Right. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, Couple of months back, Barbara Lee says, okay, I'm running for uh, this position. Uh, she gets a lot of support. Uh, and Linda Sanchez says, I'm gonna run against her. Linda Sanchez is more conservative Democrat. Mm -hmm. And uh, Linda Sanchez and her fought, uh, ran against each other for a different seat last time around. And Linda Sanchez won by just two votes. Mm -hmm. This time around, after a while, they realize, oh, uh, there's gonna be more progressives in Congress. Sanchez is not gonna win. Barbara Lee is definitely gonna win. So on the same day, Barbara, uh, Linda Sanchez says, "Oh, family matter," uh, but it's very conveniently just a bubble of it only affects this caucus chair race. Mm. I'm fine with everything else. Right, right. I'm going to stay in Congress. Everything's fine. Mm. I got to go. Same day, Hakeem Jeffries says, "I'm going for the seat." Okay. So obviously, leadership did a switcheroo. They're like, "Oh, Linda Sanchez is going to lose. Let's put in Hakeem Jeffries, so you can say, hey, I know it's Barbara Lee's African American woman, but." Jeffries is also African American, and he's also a wonderful progressive. No, he's not. But we can make that case, and that way we'll still have someone who's not going to be a pain in the ass and actually be a progressive, right? Now, I assume that you agree that they did that switcheroo, even if you don't agree with the reason. You no, know, I mean I agree. Obviously, they did it, and I probably agree with the reason. I mean, I think that you are underestimating. I'm certain that you're underestimating. The degree to which they don't want Barbara Lee is not just because she's a progressive. No, they no. I I, I know what you're saying, but in a sense, I disagree because 
they view all progressives as a pain in the ass, that are not pragmatic, that are gonna cause trouble by not agreeing to freaking tax cuts when we already agreed to the tax cuts, shut up about it, right? Now that you're gonna say that's an unfair example because they just fought against the Trump tax cuts, it was a political layup. They, when, and Trump didn't need their votes. When Bush needed their votes, there was just enough Democrats for uh, to pass the tax cuts, right? So anyway, yeah, I mean, their view of progressives is pain in the ass. I got it, the Barbara Lee, I, I am certain that that for many members, the, the thought would be, we cannot have the person who didn't want to respond to the 9-11 attacks as the head of the caucus under any circumstances. Okay, now, good. Now, that I, means they're assholes. So I, I'm fine. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, but that's but that's not that's a different argument than we don't want progressives. No, they don't. Yeah. Okay, fine. But for every progressive, they'll find a vote like that. Maybe. Well, right. Maybe. And they'll say, oh well, we don't want the person who wants to abolish ICE. Well, that's crazy, right? Well, we don't want the person. Blah, blah, blah. I could fill in the blank in every single progressive in Congress. And do you know how many things they would list on Ro Khanna, Right. Uh, see, I mean. We don't want to, like I can, again, you get it. All right, so so we know they did that switch. And the fact that no reporter reports on, it's obviously a political switch driven by leadership. It's not a coincidence. Like you should immediately retire if you think that's a coincidence and you're a so-called political journalist. Like I get that there's these rules where you're not allowed to say you know. Like well, that's well, fine, that's fine, I get that. Right, but you could find people to say what you're yes, saying. Yes, I mean, and you can, because you've got to give your readers context. You can't just say, oh, what a wild coincidence, Linda Sanchez has a family matter and Hakeem Jeffries stepped in on the same day. Oh, interesting. No, that means leadership doesn't want Barbara Lee. That's what it means, right? So, um, and and the, here's the you know the interesting part, the question part. Like, uh, am I am I wrong? Are they eventually going to like like Hakeem Jeffries is actually the 26th most progressive person in Congress, and he's actually going to chip away at it, and they're all going to chip away at it, and they're going to pre get rid of pre-existing conditions, which they did under Obamacare, and then they're going to do public option, and then they're going to do Medicare for people above the age of 50, and then event, and then 12 years from now, 18 years from now, we're finally going to get Medicare for all, and you schmuck, we told you, you were trying to rush it, and you're not pragmatic, or. <laughs> no, look, they're not lying. You have to understand something. Nobody thinks that they're the bad guy. Like, like Hitler got up in the morning, looked at his mustache, and thought, nailed it, right? Like, oh, I'm doing this for Jesus, and they have to be cleansed, and I'm for the Germanic people, and we've been oppressed, and we need whatever, right? You tell yourself lies because otherwise you can't sleep at night. Dick Cheney believed, hey, I, I can't take a 1% chance that the, we're gonna get, come under attack and there's peak oil and I can't, we gotta have boots on the ground in the Middle East, I'm protecting the American people because uh, we can't have the panic when they when we run out of oil, etc. right? So it's not like Nancy Pelosi, etc. cetera, Stanley Hoyer go, we will never have Medicare for all and we will have our health insurance donors profit to the end of time, right? And they're not secretly high-fiving. But they're not gonna do it, they're not ever gonna do it. Well, I'm, I'm not sure that they're not ever gonna do it, but I do believe they're not ever gonna do it without enormous political pressure to do it. They're not yeah, gonna do it. They're, they're not, not gonna do it unless we break their goddamn backs politically. Right, that's right. right, now I just wanna say a couple of things because I think you oversimplified something. Uh, mm -hmm. So here's the, by the first thing I found from New York Magazine. Democrats elect younger, more moderate caucus chair over progressive stalwart. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a headline that at least reflects. That's the only one that said more moderate. And bless our hearts. What was the organization? New York Magazine. Okay, good. Good on New York so, Magazine. So Sarah Everyone Jones, else is I've, pretending I've, he's progressive. I follow Sarah Jones, and but he's it's complicated uh, for whatever it is. So he, she said, Lee, and she's who cast the lone vote in the invasion of Iraq in 2001. Consistent left wing presence in Congress, as Rebecca Trister previously reported for Intelligencer. That's the that's the name of this brand. Under New York York Magazine. Lee once organized with the Black Panther Party, entered political life as a delegate for Shirley Chisholm at the 1972 Democratic Convention. She opposes the Hyde Amendment, which blocks public funding for abortion services. Mm, Bless her heart. Right, and joined the Medicare for All Caucus when it formed in July. Jeffries, like Lee, is a member of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. He also signed on to Representative John Conyers' Medicare for All bill, as well as Lee's Each Woman Act, which would repeal the Hyde Amendment. So, I mean, he's on Mm -hmm. record for Medicare for All. Now then, but in contrast to Lee, she, this is a good reporter, he often sounds more moderate as a passage from a September profile in The Economist aptly demonstrates. Mr. Jeffries is not a member of the moderate New Democrats faction, but he often sounds as if he should be. He's a fan of charter schools and fiscal rectitude. That's the key part, fiscal rectitude. Uh, though he supports the principle of universal health care coverage, he speaks of the importance of market forces in getting things done in a responsible fashion. Quoting Ronald Reagan approvingly, he suggests this means promoting a flourishing private sector outside the legitimate functions of government. The eternal quest to strike the right balance between the two is the American dream, he muses. Look, if he just had the last part and you said, look, there has to be some mix of of private and public, of course, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, But no, he has to throw Reagan in there uh, because he's because he's trying to get He's trying to be establishment, and he's trying to like that. So that's how you advance in Washington. Democrats who kiss Ronald Reagan's ass advance in Washington, and he just did. That's right. Mission accomplished, right? Um, and and so it, he was on MSNBC and uh, just a couple of days ago, and Katie Turr asked him, uh, "Okay, so uh, Medicare for all?" And he's like, "Well, who said this?" Katie Turr asked Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, asked Jeffries. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 look, we have to be, I'm a pragmatic progressive. In other words, I'm not a progressive. Right. And uh, and so we have to protect the pre-existing conditions and that's what we promise people. That's what we have now, that's what we have now. So what you're saying is what we have best now. case scenario is what we have now. Right, also wouldn't Medicare for all protect pre-existing conditions? Because all, I think would include the people with pre-existing <laughs> that's conditions. Right. That's right. Because they're part of, they're part of all. That's right. Yeah, all right. And so that means, they're going to do nothing. They're going to do nothing. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, uh, fellow Bay Area representative Jackie Spear, who's who is a progressive, uh, Barbara Lee quote had the votes, and some people flipped. Spear calls for open public leadership elections in the future, so members can't pledge their vote to a candidate. Then flip flop. Spear says there may have been ageism and sexism involved, but really, yeah. Now look. So, is, was there ageism and sexism? I mean. <laughs> I can't stand Washington, man. So when people have legitimate criticism of Nancy Pelosi, they go ageism is sexism. When it's done to Barbara Lee, and it actually is. Like, so why do I say it's actually is, right? The sexism part, no, I didn't see that, to be frank. I just didn't see it. I don't know if it existed, but I didn't see it. I okay. think they panicked and and they were like, we need to find somebody who will deflect some of the Criticism that we'll get if we put if if 
if Steny Hoyer Jr. takes this job. Yeah, and a white male defeats right. an African American right. woman who would be the first woman in Democratic leadership right. history. That's African American, okay? Right. And so that's why they put in Jeffries. And that drives me crazy when they use race as a shield. It's so craven, right? Because we're fighting for minorities in this country. We're fighting for everybody in this country, and they use it as a like a punchline. They use it as a political tool. And so anyway, so but but the ageism. Every article was like, well, you know, they do need fresh blood, and he's a younger generation, a newer generation, etc. Wait a minute, how come you're not saying that about Nancy Pelosi? How come every time somebody says that, go ageism, ageism? But when it comes to Marvel Lee, well, 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 we do need young, new leaders. I got it because they're trying. I mean, that's politics. I don't, I don't. Why I like Sarah Jones is because she points out she's like, well, he is younger. And, and he's yeah. black, and that's, you know, that helps to some oh, extent. Oh, okay, hey, Nancy Pelosi, you think that's a good idea? Why doesn't he take your seat? Yeah, I tell you, maybe he could be speaker. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, oh, do we have ageism, sexism? But here's how her piece ends. Uh, first of all, then she quotes Barbara Lee about, uh, uh, Lee says she hopes her campaign will inspire women uh, and women of color in particular to run for elected office, seek leadership position, noted the words of her mentor, Shirley Chisholm, lost a race for the same leadership position. She used to tell people, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring in a folding chair. My vision is a leadership table where chairs are no longer required, and I will keep working alongside my colleagues to realize that future. Lee, then, she, then Sarah Jones writes, Lee's loss is jarring, not only because women of color earned so many Democratic victories on election night. At a time when the party's base seems ready to turn left, House members seem reluctant to follow suit. Lee's progressive politics are still further afield than many intend to go. So I, I, I know who the progressives are in Congress, and... And if you think the entire Progressive Caucus is progressive, that's hilarious. Okay, there's a bunch of, there's like over, I think over a dozen people that are in the Progressive Caucus and the New Democrat Coalition. Yeah, well, well, that makes no sense. The New Democrats are totally conservative. So that's just people going, what do you need? Right. Like I'm a scuzzy politician. What do you need? Right. Now I, now yeah. I, there's a recognition that you, by, by calling yourself a progressive, that's how you succeed in the Democratic Party. Yeah, I got no use for those folks, and um, they got no use for themselves. I think, it, I mean, based on the limited stuff, I mean, I, I literally didn't know who Akeem Jeffries was, or I knew who he was, but I would have said he's a member of Congress, but I didn't know anything about how long or, or, yeah. or his rising, because this is a stepping stone to leadership. He will be a, a member of the Democratic leadership unless he screws things yeah, up. Yeah, and, and their, their theoretical claim is at one point, like a couple of decades from now, he's gonna come out of a birthday cake and go, surprise, I'm actually a progressive, here's Medicare for all and I passed it. And $15 minimum wage, by that time it'll have to be 20 or 25. Uh, and everything else, no, there's no surprise, there's no surprise. Someday, he's a careerist. Someday, somebody will do that though. Somebody without skeletons in their closet, and someday who has amassed significant political capital. It happens all the time. I mean, the opportunity happens all the time for somebody to come out and say, yeah, yeah, I changed my mind and I think this is how we're gonna go. You wanna come after me? Go ahead and let's see what happens. But you have to have political capital to do it. I'm not saying that Jeffries will do it. I would only say that there is some reason for optimism that, that and I sense that Barbara Lee senses that too, is that in 2001, when Barbara Lee voted against the war, the notion that, that until the last minute change, uh, where, the, where Hakeem Jeffries was recruited to replace Linda Sanchez, Democrats were prepared to elect Barbara Lee as the head of the caucus. And she voted against the Iraq War, and that is a uh, that is to me a, a, that on its face that's surprising. And she got what, 113 votes. Yeah, she got 113 votes, and she was clearly about to win. Yeah. So they stopped her, but 
but it's going to get harder to stop her, and 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 the whole game plan has changed. I mean, the, the, as I'm sure you guys have talked about, the the way the Nancy Pelosi leadership story has been portrayed was that was also mostly reported again because there just aren't enough political reporters. There are people who cover Washington, but they cover horse race. They don't, you know. I didn't want. I, I was pulling for Nancy Pelosi to become speaker because the alternative from the 16 people who signed that letter was not gonna be a speaker that we were interested in. No, of course, the alternative yeah. was terrible. But on the other hand, the right wing got a bunch of concessions by pushing her and, and we should have pushed her, And but we're too nice. We're I got it, nice. but I mean, ultimately progressives recognize that they're more, and you know, and she's, again, she's, she is an incredibly pragmatic politician. And at some point, that pragmatism is gonna cause some Democrat to ally themselves significantly with the progressives. Because that's where the pragmatism lies. You know, I just got to, last two things, then we got to let the podcast people go. But I don't want to tease you guys. I'm going to tell you, and and then we'll talk about uh, Trump's crazy jail tweet afterwards. Uh, So so I I didn't know this about Hakeem Jeffries uh, until today. Brent read it on the show and I I didn't know it. Um, So I was already all worked up and I'm angry and I'm reading the, uh, showing the clips. And JR found the clips from MSNBC, bless his heart. And, And then... Uh, it turns out uh, Hakeem Jeffries was a Clinton surrogate. That doesn't mean anything because almost everybody in Washington was a Clinton surrogate. But uh, he uh, said, oh, "We, you know, we don't want this socialist uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, who uh, I'm not sure is for black people." Oh, yeah, they they they, they they trotted that out for a while. They, they they didn't trot it out for very long, but they definitely trotted that out. For no, a while. no, no, it's still out there, and they're 100 percent going to use it against them this time around too. And they're going to get somebody like Hakeem Jeffries, and so and he's going to say, "What do you mean? I'm the 26th most progressive member of Congress, and I'm telling you that Bernie Sanders is a is doesn't care about black people." Off. I'm not sure that I, I, where I disagree. I, I I don't I don't agree or disagree because I don't have any clue. But uh, you know, we're not going to be in a situation where it's I don't think at least for a while it's not going to be just Bernie Sanders and one massive establishment choice which is what bore that out this sort of hunkering down and protecting Hillary Clinton and protecting her enormous support among black voters which she needed to carry her past those first three challenging states and deliver that super Tuesday wallop which essentially ended the race certainly was going to be their argument about ending the race that's not to exist there's not going to be a candidate like that out there. So I think it's going to be very hard because that didn't stick in any way. I know you people say it, but it did not stick in any way that Bernie Sanders was not for black people. I don't think so. I think it did stick no, a little bit. So I've literally never seen it, heard it, nothing. I mean, and his black support has only grown. I mean, right, it's only that's grown. because in reality, right. well, he's I mean, but that's more it. for black people than any of those phonies and right. fakes. I got it, but that's, right. that's it's growing because it didn't stick. Yeah. No, look, I was just in Washington, and again, they immediately trotted out. I, I'm not saying they. I, I got it. They will, but I mean, who's going to trot it out? On whose behalf is they going to? Kamala trot it? Harris, guaranteed. Kamala Harris. They're going to hide behind her, okay? And they're going to attack him viciously and totally unwarrantedly. And we're going to have to go to war. And so, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be pleasant. Maybe it'll be a pleasant no, primary, right? Maybe they, the establishment, will go. Hey, you know what? We shouldn't do dirty tricks against progressives, right? No, I'm not. I know I'm not wrong. There's things I'm not sure about. That's why I brought it up. But this is a thing I am sure about. Uh, last thing on that is like I just gotta let it go. I I, I can't. It bothers me that it bothers me. 
So when they write like, hey, Cenk, you're a divider, you know, just, you know, get behind Hakeem Jeffries. He's a wonderful, wonderful progressive. How dare you? I bet you're a Republican, right? Like, I just gotta say off and be done with it, right? But it bothers me. And like, because I can't tell if they're real or they're not real, but I think they might be real. And yeah, so, I think some of them are real. I mean, I think that you know, the desire to beat Trump and get somebody in there and is so you know. And again, your your you know your your depth of of knowledge of of what's going on here is is greater than most of these people who are responding to you. And they you know, and the fact is, you know, I I'm guessing, I'm certain because there's no way that well, I don't even know because Hillary. I just don't know. I still think Hillary would have been a super interesting president. I, I, I mean, I, 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 we're never going to know. Because I, well, as you know, I made the argument a thousand times that there was a, some possibility that there was a fair amount of Lyndon Johnson in her. That as a oh, that freed from the confines of having to run where she was so horrible, she might have been. Doesn't yeah. matter. It's irrelevant. She lost. Yeah, um, so, uh, it's uh, an interesting theory. Don't he, get uh, So Hakeem Jeffries, a guy like Hakeem Jeffries is definitely – better than your impression of Hillary Clinton. Like if Hillary mm-hmm. was everything you think she would have been, right? Mm-hmm. A craven sellout to Wall Street, right? Yeah, yeah. And a and a a a a determined backer of whatever the status quo is. Yes. Hold the line, hold the line, yes. hold the line. Yes. Uh he better than that. Because I I, I, I know. Yeah. But it's a low bar. It's a low, low, low bar. Yeah, it's a low bar, but I mean, but it's not. I, and he probably is the 26th most progressive member of Congress. That's right. Yeah, he <laughs> might be. Right. You see what I'm saying? And so, look, <laughs> what you're not recognizing though is that things, things, the playing field shifted, and presuming that the the progressives who were elected don't end up like what obviously happens to many in Washington, which is they end up protecting their own base of power and trying to grow their own power, meaning their own personal power and securing their reelection and therefore put aside some of the things that they want. Uh, but assuming they continue to fight loudly for the things that got them elected, and right now I feel like they will, that, 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 that un- first of all, the Democratic Party has gone to the left. I mean, you can't deny Bernie Sanders. No, I know, right. but we dragged him there. Okay, but I mean, so what do you want? I mean, you want a congratulations or you want yeah, a- at some point. <laughs> okay, but I mean, I, what, theoretically, mostly what we want is is action on no, of that. Of course. Right? See, and, that's the thing, that's exactly. And, and, and what, and I, when, I, when you say that they're gonna use Kamala Harris to call Bernie Sanders, it's not gonna work. Bernie Sanders cannot be successfully called anti-black. It won't work, it'll backfire on them. But if it hurts Bernie, which it possibly, uh, an endless attack on Bernie might hurt Bernie, and there will be an endless attack on Bernie. Then, then I just see the, the then I just see President Brown, mm-hmm. you know, Sherrod Brown. Oh, okay, you that's know, what I thought you right. were saying. Um, yeah, no. Anyway, who knows, Elizabeth? No, I just mean knows? somebody. Yeah. I just yeah, mean yeah. That, that then Elaine opens up for the for a progressive that was not attacked, who's not Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, so we gotta let the podcast folks go. Super last thing is, so sometimes people will say, ah, I mean, look, I don't know why, like, Pod Save America, you guys, aren't you the same thing? What's the big deal, right? Like, you guys agree to the same thing. So not that you're the same thing, but you guys are generally agree, don't you? Yeah, here's what's not happening on Pod Save America. Oh, you think Hakeem Jeffries is a wonderful progressive? Off, like I said earlier, right? It's not happening. No, no, it's not. But there, I, mean, I, I can't imagine that they're in, in in anything but in complete love with Hakeem Jeffries. But I might be inc- being really unfair. So we should talk at some point. But I don't know. I, I should invite. I think I did invite. I'll I'll double invite them on.
Have okay. they, have they, you, you haven't been on their show, have you? No, I was on one of their podcasts, but a financial one, not, oh. not Pot Save America. Uh, I might break the furniture. Anyway, uh, uh, po- uh, podcast folks, we love you. Thank you for uh, listening to the podcast. Hope you check it out every week. Thanks for listening to this free clip of Old School. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com slash join.